Do you have more pictures of your goats than yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. This episode of Ringside is brought to you by GreyGoatBBQ.com. With the holidays here, take the leap and purchase some excellent spices, rubs, and barbecue sauces from the Grey Goat. Go to www.greygoatbarbecue.com and put in the code RINGSIDE10 on your order to receive 10% off today. Make excellent gifts that won't disappoint. Who wants underwear or socks when you can get something that tastes really great? Now, on to the show. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by the Festivus queen herself, Danielle Caroli. Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty darn well. Uh, We are, well, Tyranny is decorating for Christmas, and the house looks great. We did have a little mishap today. We're decorating the tree, Uh, but besides that, you know, we'll get the stuff we need, and it'll work out. It'll be fine. What was the mishap, can I ask? Well, <laughs> we uh, we have, you know, pulling the pulling the, the Christmas tree that we purchased, and uh, Tierney's like, oh, let me plug in the lights. Well, one string didn't work, then one did, and then the other three strands didn't work. So, yeah. Uh, there was no decorating tonight. Um, Tierney made a run out to Walgreens where they had one string of, of lights left for the color that she wanted. And they the color didn't match and we needed more. It wasn't enough. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, we're going we're gonna to get it decorated. But uh, definitely the Grinch stole Christmas over here for the night. Yeah, Grinchers. I hear you're a pretty horrible Santa Claus to your daughter, too. <laughs> tormenting her and everything. No, we're not tormenting her. So for folks at home, Alice is two. And Santa's still very new to her uh, and scary. So <laughs> Tierney bought this, like, glasses that you put on your face that has, like, a beard attached to it. Um, Santa beard um, to try to get her used to it, and it's not working out well. So I've been putting them on and off, and yeah, she might have been getting into the lights while we were trying to get this situated, and I might have used them for my benefit um, as she threw herself on the ground and said, no, no, no. But we're trying. She watched some videos with Santa with me today, and I think she'll warm up to him. Um, he's that Santa's a very scary guy. I agree. I mean, I think part of childhood or parenting, I guess, is probably the better place to go with this. But part of like parenting goals is to get that one-year-old, two-year-old picture where they are screaming their bloody head off with mall Santa 
right there. And once you have that, it'll be smooth sailing and Santa will be amazing. But there's going to be a year or two where you're going to get some priceless pictures of the kids freaking out. And that's what I think it's all about. It's yeah. this, it's the magic of the holidays. Oh, yeah. Very magical. We had a uh, basketball game earlier this week and Alice came to help at work. I sent you some pictures of her helping Tierney at work and they were setting up for the, or we were setting up for the game and they had Santa come for all the kids that came. Uh, so, well, he was, he was definitely not Santa. He was Santa's helper. Let's, let's put it at that. And so we go up to the second level with Alice. We're like, we'll, we'll go see Santa. And this, this helper was like, Oh, Santa loves you. And just way over the top weird. And even like Tierney and I were like, uh. and Alice just looked at him and was like, Nope. And just started walking the other way. <laughs> we're like, yeah, this is definitely not the Santa to break you in with kid. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Nope. We're going to swipe left on that one. We'll, we'll look for the perfect match. There you go. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure you haven't been uh, dealing with a bunch of Santa and decorating. How's your week gone? Definitely no Santas and no decorating either. Um, yeah. What are you What no. are you waiting for? Um, I don't know. Nothing. I guess the motivation, the Christmas spirit. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas spirit is lacking for many this year. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. I don't know what it was, what it is, but it's fine. We'll get there. So, but yeah, no, no real Christmas decorating yet, but it'll have to happen before the 25th, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we used to go over the top, even with the goat barn. At one point we had a uh, little, few enough goats where, Tyranny one year got stockings and hung them up in the barn for all the goats with their names on them and decorated and put a little Christmas tree in there. That's adorable. <laughs> it was, it was adorable. Uh, we definitely don't have the time nor energy for that anymore, but <laughs> it's a fond memory. Exactly. Exactly. I guess we could have a Christmas tree. At, I could put a Christmas tree at my barn, but the problem is all those goats would be like, why can't we eat that yet? <laughs> yeah, it's like setting out Halloween candy before you take your own kids trick-or-treating. And they're like, well, why can't I have this candy? Oh, it's for the other kids. Exactly. You have to wait until after Christmas. Boy, this is a very holiday-infused intro, wouldn't you say? It is. It is. Yeah, it's it's probably because this week... We're going to be talking about the best gift ideas for that goat lover of yours. Uh, before we get into that, we have a little bit of Adga news. So the first bit of news, uh, which is a very sad bit of news, is Sheila Nixon passed away. Uh, so may she rest in peace. She's the famed breeder, historic herd name of Nixon's. Uh, she was a revered judge, national show judge, master judge, emeritus, uh, international judge, Breeder and owner of national champions and production winners, classifier, and linear appraiser. Uh, she was a director, Mary Farley award recipient, and 
Adka Pioneer recipient, which she also uh, helped with the with forming the Pioneer program. So uh, a huge loss for the American Dairy Goat Association and dairy goat community um, near and far. Uh, so, yep, just a huge loss. No, there's definitely a large legacy that has been – that is Sheila Nixon. And I think for, with knowledge and depth of history – the industry has definitely lost a great one. I mean, it's huge loss, but yeah, she definitely laid down the foundation for many people and, and that won't be lost whatsoever. Exactly. Um, in other news, Hey, the, the committee chair report came out. So we know who the chairs are for our committee. So good job, everybody. Um, executive committee and, and board uh, got that out. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. It's very exciting. New things for Adga going forward. Yeah. And if also it's not on our notes, but just a reminder because I need to remind myself as well. If you are an Adga Plus member, be sure to submit your DNA requests if you haven't done it already because they expire at the end of the year. Yeah, and and don't forget to renew. Um that's also, you want to renew your membership, which I still have to do. So maybe I should get on that. This will be when we're listening back to the episodes. It'll be, oh, shoot. Okay. Let yeah, me go yeah. do that. So this is yeah. this is us just, you know, helping ourselves out as well as hopefully reminding somebody else that these things need to get done. Yeah. And hey, John, don't forget to, future John, don't forget to run the Roomba. All right. Get that floor clean. What are you doing? You don't have your Roomba automatically set? There's no set schedule in this household, Danielle. It's very fluent. It's based on the day. And uh, if I don't have my laptop cord in the way where it gets stuck or drags it underneath the couch, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Like we said in the intro, like we said for our uh, sponsor in the beginning of the episode as Danielle throws her mic in disagreement. Um, Actually, it was a hair clip, but you know, uh, tomato, tomato. Is that a 15 pound hair clip? It's a pretty big one. It's a throwback to the 90s that is now very current um, again. And I was fixing my hair, you know, a little (laughs) (laughs) what everybody needs to know in this podcast episode. But I was adjusting my hair and the clip slipped through my hand and more or less hit the microphone and probably traumatized john you're gonna you're i do have headphones on so it definitely was jarring but you're gonna break your wrist on this old head thing band whatever and i'm gonna throw my back out by dropping it like it's hot on tiktok so let's let's all be careful here tread lightly yeah no i'm more concerned i've been practicing the wednesday dance um and that (laughs) no i did it once i basically threw my neck trying to do her like uh tiktok alert for ringside guys you heard it no it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere my neck is so it is not you have to stretch before you do that dance let me tell you well it's it's a catchy song and wednesday's a good show i know the trend you're talking about um i just like I can just like do the truffle shuffle. That's about it. 
<laughs> and there are a lot of, I'm sure by the time this episode airs, there's going to be a lot of rate. I don't know if that's the right word. Quality? I don't know if that's the right word either. But there's going to be a lot of TikToks out there um, for Ringside. So yeah. I want to say be sure to check them out. But <laughs> I don't know. Watch at your own risk. I apologize. <laughs> I don't have control. I don't know what I have to say. But there are TikToks there. Well, uh, here's for everybody. We're, we're going behind the curtain with this episode. Jeez, uh, I had I had Tierney. Um, I don't have a, a phone stand or anything like that, or one of those ring can those ring lights or anything. I'm not that. Listen, I'm I'm not Grace. Has too many goats over here. So uh, I had Tierney hold my uh, phone to record this TikTok, and it was very uncomfortable for both of us. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like just it's it's for laughs you know like buy some merch folks so i don't have to do stuff like this huh <laughs> well the merch does make great gift giving ideas i mean Ooh, shameless and- plug, plug there but i think it's also a great transition to our topic of Woo! what's our topic look at you <laughs> I just uh, was this bells like right there at the ready or um, are you using your soundboard here oh no no Santa didn't get me a soundboard so we're working with what I got oh okay all right so so what what is our topic go ahead (laughs) well it's the holiday season and (laughs) so whoop-de-doo um (laughs) but with Christmas right around the corner we're feeling guilt gifty here at ringside and couldn't help but maybe shed some or offer to help with gift ideas for all the goat fanatics in your life or if you need to put together a list for people for shopping and just what do we put on the list what what do you want to get somebody we figured we'd help you out make a wish list we added some of our favorites and then we put some of the stuff we're asking santa for this year as well and so We just have a bunch of different ideas to hopefully help make your holiday shopping a little bit more, more fun. Interesting. Interesting. Easy. Easy. (laughs) Goaty. Yes. It's definitely goaty. If you, if you're looking for that special, special horse person in your life, you're on the wrong podcast. Yes. (laughs) All right. So let's, let's start with uh, stocking stuffers, shall we? All right. So. If you're looking for easy stocking stuffers, I don't think you could go wrong with extra blades for your clippers. What do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. Especially, um, you know, a lot of people, you want to use a 50 blade so much. Um, So yeah, you can throw a 50 blade in there, but usually like a 10 or 7 is a safe bet for folks. Um, And (laughs) they'll never not be appreciated, right? No, I think about how many pairs of clipping blades I have that a lovely goat has kicked and I've accidentally dropped. And so some of the blades are missing or I use them too heavily or and maybe didn't clean them, take care of them properly. And they're a little dull, waiting for them to get sharpened, just needing extras. And so... 
another th- another little set of tens or an extra 50. I feel like the 50s are notorious for losing those teeth. And so there's always a few stray hairs, which when you're doing an udder or something is not fun at all. So definitely something that will be appreciated. Yeah, I, I've never had that problem because my uh, sweet Oberhosley don't kick while I'm doing their their memories. So that must be a Nubian breeder problem. I'm just going to roll my eyes right now. and uh, I got to be careful. I'm going to get on the naughty list. I think I'm just going to say that I probably clip. Well, no, I know I clip more than you do. So, you know, chances of accidents just increase exponentially. How dare you? I, I'm pretty sure I went to more shows than you last year. Yes, but I have more goats than you do, and I've oh, been clipping well. goats for a lot longer than you have. And when you our clip- show strings are similar size, yes, but I clip my whole herd every year at least once, and then my show string <laughs> gets clipped probably two or three times. And yeah, so there's a little <laughs> bit more, you know. Been I've been around the block for a little bit here and have clipped a goat or two in my time. So yeah, clipper okay. blades are good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Obviously, you know, this isn't even on the list, but some goat people could use a, a really flashy pair of white socks or underwear, white underwear in their, in their stocking. Oh my gosh. Every year I'm buying white socks and white underwear boxers if people this is a throwback people but i buy the silky ones um for comfort so yeah it's <laughs> daniel left um it's it's definitely when you're wearing the linen white pants in the summertime for uh comfort and breeziness it's definitely better to have some white undergarments so i think that and who doesn't like to get socks and underwear for christmas i know i do you throw the holy ones away and you get nice fresh ones it's everybody's favorite thing (laughs) yeah i i'm sorry i'm going off script here but it's it's true it is true it's so true and i've been to some shows where i'm like they definitely need that from santa (laughs) that i will give you I will agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen even wilder stuff than me because you've been around the country. It's crazy out there. Oh, it is. It is. (laughs) All right. So swimming back into the current here, uh, what else do you think people could use? Well, another thing that I think would be welcome for pretty much any goat enthusiast is another pair of hoof trimmers. I don't know about you, but those things also take a beating and also, well, not also, but then they get used to open a bale of hay or straw or a bag of shavings and they get dull pretty easy and there's nothing like a really sharp pair of hoof trimmers so what's your go-to for hoof trimmers i have two i like the green ones i don't know what the tractor supply special Mm, probably i think that's you can get them somewhere else too but i tend to go the green 
handled ones. But then I also have these red ones that I think they're more trimming hedge-esque ones that Mm -hmm. they work well too. But my go-to tends to be the green ones. Okay. Yeah. I I started out with the green ones and then we had Jason Porter on from Caprolite and he sent us a uh, free pair to try out for having him on the show of uh, the silver lines. And I liked them so much and I knew I was probably going to lose a pair that I uh, ordered another pair and I actually still have both of them and they're still working really well. And I've been, this has been probably a year now that I've had them and yeah, they're, they're great. I absolutely love them. Um, I also like using a hoof knife uh, on certain, certain does, especially like my doe gem, but that's just me. Okay. Yeah, no, I try and hack it away with the hoof trimmer and see where I can go. But, um, yeah, and my guilty thing is that they end up quickly grabbed to open something and because I know where the trimmers are and it gets dull, the the blades get dull, and then you're dealing with a sharp trying to get an older animal's feet clipped and they get a little dull and it's not so fun anymore. But so yeah, great gift idea. Another thing that this is more on the fun side of stocking stuffers is a or an adorable little goat ornament. Um I did a quick look as we were working on this episode and the Old World Christmas Shop has a they're calling it a pygmy goat. I would say it'll pass as a cute Nigerian if you're not looking too closely at it, but it's cute. Etsy also has a few great ones as well. And so if you can put it on your tree, I think adding a little goat ornament is not a bad way to go. I found the perfect gold goat ornament at Tractor Supply this year. It's probably a Nigerian, but guess what? It looks like a Guernsey. So, yeah, we've got a new Guernsey ornament. Um, once we actually decorate our tree, I'll take a picture of it and post it on um, the old facebook's and instagram uh but yeah it was like i think eight bucks but yeah it was it was perfect and i believe this one doesn't have horns which is like hard to come by so definitely pretty awesome i agree it's that seems to be unfortunately the trickiest thing when you're looking for goat gifts is those goats have horns and as we tend to be as dairy goat enthusiasts we just stray away from the horns and I don't know about you, but they kind of make me cringe. But sometimes when you're looking for gifts, you have to look past those horns. Yeah. I always, I'm always looking at stuff like with the horns and I'm like, so wait, like you gave, you gave Alice that stuffed goat. And I was like, I bet you I could cut those off and sew it. So it doesn't even look like it had horns. Right. I know a few (laughs) people who disbud things because they can get rid of those horns. And so it definitely crosses my mind when some of these things get added to the cart of whether I can gift it with horns or what, if it stays with me, whether I can remove the disbud, the goat. Um, But I don't think I've been successful yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> You'll get there. You can always have your vet do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, another thing that we can never have too much of is show collars. Um, and if, hey, Danielle, you got to send me your Christmas list anyway of things that you may need. Um, but you can also make them with that nylon rope and then get a bunch of circle loops um, for like keys and you can make a bunch for people and they're easy to make or you can just buy some cheap online. I've been guilty of this many a times and I know come show season, I'm going to look at my show collar box and realize that there are not as many as there should be because they tend to disappear. They tend to get put in pockets and then put you know, taken out before you do the wash and then where do they go? And I, I feel like it's probably like one of those like second sock situations where they just oh. disappear. And so now the socks are a good idea. De- good idea. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, like the, there's like the, for every, for every lost sock or unmatched sock you have, you gain a Tupperware lid. Have you heard that? I have. It's been a while, so but yes. It's like that. Like every lost sock, you also lose a show collar or something the equivalent. But um show collars are not a bad thing to put in a stocking stuffer. Just get a few for them. I mean, you could even get the really fancy ones that are the nice thin chains. Um, the snake chain. The snake chains and things like that. But not a bad little thing to put in somebody's stocking. And another good thing uh, is goat milk soap, which uh, people might think, well, if I have goats. I can make my own. How many it's of you It's not going to happen. Exactly. How many of you actually do? Find somebody that artisanally makes this goat milk soap, order some, give it to your friends, and let me tell you, they're going to love it. Why? Because it gets out that buck scent. You're dealing with your bucks. Oh, oh. And every time you use it, you're going to be like, oh, thank you so-and-so for getting me this. This is You're going to think of them every time. So, yeah, friend, get your goat friend goat milk soap, even if you think that they're not going to use it. They will. No, they. I think they will. It Goat milk soap is great for your skin. I know in the winter, forget about even the bucks, but it's the only thing I can wash my hands with because otherwise they get too dry. Um, and mm-hmm. your supporting when you purchase the goat milk soap from if you're not making it yourself but from another goat person you're supporting somebody's goat business and endeavor so it's a win-win and there are crazy people out there who make crazy soaps i mean the stuff they put in them as far as the colors and the scents the sky's the limit really and so it's a great little gift to put in somebody's stocking we make soap. We haven't since Alice you came around. Yes. <laughs> Life got um, busy. But I was very thankful. We still have some in reserve, but I was very thankful when we got uh, a gift basket at the Progressive Show. And it had um, Nikki Rivards of uh, Meadowview Farms uh, goat milk soap in there. And I was thankful this year. I'm still using it uh, for whenever I deal with my books. I mean, it's it's just wonderful. And Hers was like, I was like, this is like too pretty to use. This is ridiculous. No, that's I used what... it. I used it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were we were talking about uh, disbudding 
stuffed goats and stuff like that. Um, but let's move on to gifts. And the one thing that is on my list for this season is a uh, disbutter. Like it's time for me to uh, invest or be gifted a, a disbutter. Look at you. Yeah, it's. I'm not looking forward to it. But the thing is, I see online a lot of people are like, "Oh, I really hate tattooing. Like that's that's the job that's worst on my farm." And I'm like, "Wouldn't it be disbutting?" But they, I guess, once you get the hang of it, it's fine. So, um, yeah, th- we're gonna be doing that. So on my list is a Reinhardt X50 uh, with the goat attachment, which runs for like about a buck eighteen to a buck fifty. Um, and then they also, they make the propane ones, but I'm like, uh, I don't know if I need all that. Yeah. My vet uses the propane ones and that seems to work out really well, but, um, I will admit I leave all of that to my vets and that is one thing I just let them handle and so I don't know very much about it, but everybody seems to like the Reinhardt um, with the goat attachments. And I think it's a good thing to add to that Christmas list of yours if you're going to need it next year. I just so you can get and I, I'm going to need a, the the kid box too, the disbudding box, which runs for about 60 to 70 bucks from what I can tell online or you can buy the plans or find plans online and build your own. Uh, but with that, plus the disbutter, wouldn't it be just cheaper to do it yourself, Daniel? Oh, yes. But, no. <laughs> Listen, okay. I Listen. can do a lot. <laughs> that is not, and I know I could get it done. I could learn how to do it, but we, at so I bring all the goats, the babies, to my vets. This is a tangent. I mean, would you yeah. expect anything else? But yeah, I bring my kids to the vets, and my vet has a office where they will see. It's a strictly large animal practice, but they have a small ruminant or small large animal clinic area or area where they will see patients like my goat kids Mm -hmm. and they have the gas system so we never actually put the babies under or we put them under with the gas but we don't give them um a sedative and we just butt them we tattoo them and then in five seconds they're pretty much up and going and it just seems a little bit easier on them. Um, particularly after we started using gas and we weren't dealing with, um, waiting for the babies to wake up from the sedative and all of those things. So it's just probably one of the things that I just am willing to spend the money on. I, get my kids they're tattooed at the same time so it's one less thing i have to do like well i'm tattooing them when we're there but i just know that once they're disbudded they're tattooed i don't have to worry about it later and it's just for me it's something i spend the money on but 
yeah. it's just my personal preference. Uh, I was just picking. I don't. Oh, I know. I know. No hurt feelings. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, another great gift idea would be a uh, water bucket that you can fill with milking supplies, like wipes, pre and post dip, um, whatever your person needs. Uh, a tea dip cup. Um, prices vary for that, but it, you can get, you can probably do a whole bucket full of stuff for them for. I don't know, 50 bucks, if that. Look at you putting it all together in a gift basket, too, and adorable. You could even do a milk pail as your, like, base of that gift basket if you really wanted to go all out. But, um, or that water pail, another thing that I don't think you can have enough water pails, so. No. Um, but that's pretty impressive, thinking of that and putting that all you together. Know, Not a bad I gift. try. I try, you know, Tierney's rubbing off on me, so. <laughs> She's usually the one doing all these cool gift baskets and stuff. And, you know, I just, just turn in it farm. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Well, speaking of uh, milk buckets, you can also give somebody a milk bucket, right? Yeah. So I love my stainless steel milk container. I think I have one that's like two and a half gallons and one that's probably two and a quart or something. It's a little smaller, but they have a pretty airtight lid. There's a little bit of leaks, but it's pretty good. And it's great for transporting milk after you melt your doughs, um, even straining it and putting it into that container and then transporting milk into your house or to the refrigerator for storage. And it's something that, I mean, it's you know, prices um, are like $80 to $125, depending on the size. But it is something nice to have if you are using your milk in any way and it's not just going in a five-gallon pail and then getting dumped in the field. Burning the grass because that's what milk does to grass when it beats in the sun and rots all day. So let's let's stick with the chore idea and one of my go-tos especially as i have doughs fresh and i'm milking at 12 and 12 which is noon and midnight um headlamps wonderful idea to have especially if you don't have a lot of lighting in your barn at night um a headlamp is priceless in my eyes you can go big or you can go cheap like you can spend five bucks or you can spend, spend 50 bucks um, so yeah, a good head headlamp goes a long way with us. Oh no, I agree. I, for my buck setup, my water is just far enough away that the lights of their barn do not reach, um, very well. And so when I'm filling up the water, it's either using my phone as a flashlight and then being afraid that it's going to drop into the water and get ruined or <laughs> yes. when i'm smart enough to remember my headlamp it is a great great tool to have or at this time of year when somebody calls and says hey my doe's in heat and i'll be there at five and it's already dark out it is helpful to have that headlamp around <laughs> i was hunting this year and i go into my my pack that has a lot of my stuff in it. I'm like, where's my headlamp? And I'm like, well, 
Spring John must have stolen that for kidding season or something. <laughs> I'm like walking yeah. in the woods with my my phone light. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I've done that a time or two with different things of, yeah, I can use it now and I should replace it, but it's not going to be, rem- I'm not going to remember until too late. Yeah. And another thing that Spring John or any spring goat farmer might want, uh, heat lamps. Not those metal, crazy, fire, risky ones. We're talking about the Premier One ones that are uh, usually about 45 bucks. you'll find online. Um, those are invaluable if you use them. Um, we use them in our basement for our kids the first couple of weeks that they're um, alive and then uh, turn them off and they don't get turned back on until next kidding season. But those are definitely something that... Um, If the goat person of your holiday list is using them, uh, they could always use one more. Right. Or if they're not, if they've been using the other kind, these ones are really designed to be used in the barn and they're so much safer than that traditional heat lamp. And so it just kind of gives you an extra bit of caution and I think they work really well. I've been using them for probably, oh gosh, I've been using them for a while now and I really like them. They're the only heat lamps I use in my barn. I was a little hesitant this year with my setup on where I kept kids and it was a little bit more exposed to the cold than I've, I've been used to, but those heat lamps, they worked really well and allowed those kids to be out in that area and out of my kitchen a lot sooner than I was thinking they were going to be. I like them. They're great. The cage is awesome on them um, for kidding season as well. Uh, I don't know about you, Danielle, but um, old John, not new John, but old John uh, had a propensity to tattoo kids and then oops i forgot to clean some of the letters and they got rusty and gross uh maybe uh an extra tattoo kit or extra letters is something that someone might need no and or you're just using those and they do get dull so adding that uh extra herd tattoo on there the other thing i really like speaking of tattoo kits is having either so the two pairs of pliers um either having two pairs so that this way you can have your herd name consistently on one pair or your herd tattoo on one pair and then the year on the other so that this way you're never having to change them out and you can just do one ear and then do another ear but i also have the tattoo plier that it has uh, rotating. Oh, you're fancy. Oh, I'm fancy. I oh, love yeah. it. So it, it rotates. And so I can keep my herd tattoo on one side of it. And then I can have the, um, my birth order tattoo on the other. So I just have to turn it around and I just have the one tattoo plier set. And so that's really nice as well. But if you already have the one set of pliers, adding another pair of pliers might not be a bad idea so that this way you're not taking all your tattoo letters out to switch to that birth order 
or going and doing everybody's herd tattoo first and then having to go and um, do the birth yeah. order tattoo on the other side. What just kind of streamlines it a little bit. It's not a bad idea. If you're going to bundle it with something for somebody, if you get them a new um, tattoo set of tattoo pliers and, and or even just letters, uh, give them just a little package of uh, baby wipes because that helps get the ink off. Or you can even bundle it with some ink too, the green ink, and boom, starter kit. There you go. Right. You could. It's great. Look at you again. <laughs> yeah, it's like this whole basket thing. We're definitely yeah, feeling it, good here. And if you want to even go the extra mile, get them a brand new toothbrush that you can use to. <laughs> there you set, go. You can start as you're giving the gifts. You can kind of do like, okay, you have to open this one first, and so you start with the toothbrush, <laughs> then you give them the baby wipes, and then you as pull. Some, <laughs> as some as a fat guy that has been gifted a scale in that stupid present game. Uh, I think gifting somebody just a toothbrush at first, they're probably going to be like, well, this is awkward. Well, yeah, listen, I mean, but then if it's just kind of the setup, like here's the toothbrush, here's the wipes, here's the ink. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You know, it so it'll definitely sense. have a purpose. It's not like you just get gifted a scale at random and you're like, of course, the fat guy gets it. Yeah, I get you. See, you just <laughs> lucked out and picked at a white elephant gift grab. <laughs> you just picked yeah. the scale and I don't yep. know, or you were set up to pick the scale. I'm not quite sure what happened, uh, but well, the, the debate is still out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's here's a bougie one on the list, and this is totally a Danielle ad- added item here. Heated Don't gloves. Lie. Heated, uh, excuse me. Heated gloves. It's called use your pockets. <laughs> no, if you are looking for gift ideas, sometimes you want to get people things that they could use and. Maybe they're more of a practical person, but they're never going to get for themselves. And I feel like heated gloves for a dairy goat farmer is an awesome gift. If you're cold, you can have these gloves on that they're like battery powered and they Mm -hmm. keep your hands warm while you're doing chores. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're not convinced, but that's fine. So I looked up the prices of these and they go just at like the top 10 that I looked at. They go anywhere for anywhere from 30 to 40 to 80. I think I saw a pair on there for 125. Um, there you can, I'm sure that there's some that are waterproof, which if they have batteries in them and like electrical lines that run, you know, I, I would hope that they're waterproof or something. So you don't. A lot of people use them when they're on the mountain for skiing or snowboarding too. So I'm sure they're waterproof at some point. So I think, I don't think you have to worry about that, but I just think if you're out there and it's freezing cold because it is freezing cold, I mean, we're still just in the beginning of December. It's going to get cold and it's going to be miserable out there. And if you don't have to worry and you could have the, your hands stay nice and warm while you're feeding goats, I think it's a win. And I think if you're looking for something for somebody who really does have a lot, uh, you know, have most of what they would need and or they'll get the things they need and, you know, or the buy the things they want, you know, one of those people, 
it's not a bad idea to just kind of let them, as you say, get a little bougie and uh, yeah. have some nice heated gloves. Yeah, I I get it. I do. But if, say, you want to give somebody a gift, but you don't have any money to spend, you can talk to your goat friend face to face and you can say, hey, put your hands up to your mouth. And they go, they do it. And then you go, ha, ha. And then they figure it out. <laughs> no. All right, moving on. That is not the gift anybody wants. Well, here's a gift that everybody wants. Farm swag. We're talking hoodies. We're talking embroidered show whites. Chore shirts. You name it. We want You want your logo on everything. If you got a buddy that has a logo that you can say, hey, what's your logo look like? And they send it to you. Boom. You can swag them out. Treat yourself. Exactly. And <laughs> show whites are always a good one because, first of all, they're white. So like a t-shirt or a show shirt with their logo on it um, or even they're just their farm name too. But they get, you know, show whites get gross when you're showing. There's only so much bleach can do. So refreshing that show shirt wouldn't be a bad idea. Or who doesn't love a hoodie or even a raincoat, a hat. There's so many things you could sweatpants so that this way when they're doing their midnight barn checks during kidding season they can be rocking their herd name on the sweatpants there's options there and it's not a bad and personalized gift you can give to those go people in your life that i'm sure they're gonna appreciate swagged out undies for nationals you got it no (laughs) yeah no you're gonna you're gonna want this gift after this episode because i feel like you're gonna stab me uh a knife sharpener you have on here? Yes, I do. So for all those clippers that are the hoof trimmers that you asked that we kind of talked about earlier that you may or may not have used to open those hay bales and straw bales and have been using them pretty heavily on those goat's feet, you can actually use a knife sharpener and get a little bit more life out of them. So adding a knife sharpener to your Christmas list might not be a bad idea to just keep to just be able to do some of the maintenance on those hoof trimmers or if um, you're a little bit more prepared than me for that pocket knife you keep in your pocket while you're doing chores as well this (laughs) worse to sad me Um, this next one confuses me Danielle so, An Audible subscription? How well, dare you? They have us. They have us. Yeah. Well, no. So after, because we can only put out so many podcast episodes at a time, and goat farmers are in their barn doing chores, hanging with their goats, and, or driving to work, etc. But more so when you're in the barn and you've already listened to your weekly ringside episode, an Audible subscription gives you access to – they have their own library of books that you can listen to. So, you know, books on tape, um, but then – but not on tape because it's on your phone now. But – or you can download 
there's subscriptions that give you like monthly downloads of books. And so you can listen to books and read while you're doing chores. And so kill that list of books that you've been wanting to read or the ones you've heard about on TikTok and have to experience for yourself. And it's a not a bad thing to give somebody who you know is going to be in the barn for several hours each day. Yeah. There's also, <laughs> I, I, I agree with it. First of all, I agree with it. Cause I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen, I'll event, you know, every once in a while, I'll listen to a book on, on different apps. Um, Spotify just added the, I guess a certain number of books um, to be able to purchase on there and listen to. Uh, so if you have a subscription to Spotify or if you have a goat friend that uses Spotify, re-up their subscription for them for a year. Give them a gift card from Spotify or whatever. Right. No, that's that's definitely true too. Yeah, somebody who uses Spotify and needs, or even if they don't use, I don't know what the, would it be the premium version or? Yeah. Yeah. So you know they're using it. You know it's something that they'll appreciate. And it's a great idea and it's an easy idea and it's also a last minute idea. Nobody's going to know that you were not planning on gifting that to them and you just happened to purchase it five seconds before you got to their house. Nobody's going to know. It, they'll still use it. So it's not like something that they're not going to use. So it's definitely exactly. a, a good idea there. Um, now we're going to kind of move into the the giving. And this isn't just like giving a gift to somebody, but giving in the name of a goat or a person, the charitable side. Uh, you mentioned this, so I'm going to let you lead the way on this. So, yeah, I always like to think that um, it is the season of giving and some of that is giving donations or um, gifting, I guess, yeah, donations or helping causes. And so Heifer International each year gives animals to people in third world countries after providing them with the proper training and then they provide support as well. And the idea is you can be gifted an animal that would be your food source and hopefully also an income stream and help raise these people out of poverty. So Heifer International, one of the options you can give is you can give the gift of a goat. And so you can either give the full price of this goat or you can give a share of the goat and then that money will go and help um, somebody in a, in a, you know, in a rural community and um, an impoverished area be given a goat so that this way they can use the milk and then also um, the meats from the, that animal and the income from kids and help hopefully lift them out of poverty. So if you're looking for even like a easy thank you for a 4-H leader or a mentor you have, you can make a donation in their name and help give somebody a goat that'll need it, but obviously give your mentor, leader, um, what have you, a, it was, it's done in their name. I dislike how thoughtful you are. 
because it never even like occurred to me when we were coming up with this and all of a sudden I see giving and I'm like, I'm giving presents, bro. Like what up? (laughs) And then I saw Heifer International. I didn't even know what it was. And then I looked into it and I was like, wow, this is like a really awesome project uh, and a really good cause. So uh, definitely cool. I might have to partake in this because um, it was just, just really cool. The other one that if you want to give your gift just a little closer to home is you can always make a donation in um, somebody's name to their local 4-H club. Maybe there's a um, strong 4-H club that they had a, you know, they're an alumni of in their area or even FFA chapter. They're always looking for funds and um, working on fundraising. So again, if you, if you want to just kind of give them something, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an object, maybe that donation will mean more to them and have a bigger impact than an actual gift. All right, Danielle, we're hitting the road. We're going to hit all the Starbucks on the way. We're going to get our nails done. We're going to look pretty and we're going to gift experiences to our friends because that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I think of all those minimalist lists that we're seeing now not that dairy goat breeders are usually minimalist but one of the things is that sometimes experiences are more valuable than a act or not an actual gift but like a physical tangible gift at the time and so we came up with a few different ideas that you can gift other people um Maybe this is something you're putting on your list and you're enjoying an experience together or you're gifting them something to do with the their goats and their passion. All right, Oprah, name an experience. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So you get an experience and you get an experience. Exactly. We all get experiences. <laughs> what about this? A road trip to go visit a goat dairy. So you spend the day touring their barn, seeing their animals, and then you leave with a cooler stocked with goat cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. I think, I think that's a good one. You find it. Maybe you find a goat dairy that's maybe an hour, two hours away that you haven't visited or that they have a large herd of animals and whether it's a show herd or even just a, a commercial herd, I think there's something to learn from them, whether it's their barn setup and how they streamline things, the aspects of commercialization, and then you get to leave with goat cheese. I think that's a great gift. I do as well. Uh, make sure that the dairy that you plan on visiting like offers tours or oh, reach 100%. out to them. This isn't and... just like show up to them. <laughs> knock, this knock. Is, knock, knock. We're here. <laughs> Ringside said it was a good idea. Yeah, no, that's not that's not what I meant. Sorry. But like make a plan. Contact the farm. Um, I know at least around us and agritourism is a big thing that a lot of them, a lot of dairies have open um, – barn tours or times Mm -hmm. and different things like that but you can also if there is a goat dairy around you that maybe doesn't have as much of a public front but still has something impressive you want to see you can contact them and make try and make arrangements and see if 
they'd be willing to let you tour their facilities. Uh, one that I put on the list was a uh, road trip to nationals or convention. And this doesn't have to be with goats. You're not going to nationals one year. Um, yeah. Plan out to make a, a trip out to say, you know, this year it's all the way out West in Redmond. Uh, make, make a fun plan and make a route that you can stop and see some cool uh, sightseeing stops along the way of, uh, see some really nice goats in Redmond and then go visit some wineries and really make a fun, memorable trip out of it. Or the same thing goes for convention. I mean, there's nothing more fun than convention and attending those classes. And uh, that's something that will definitely last with somebody a lifetime over a uh, box of, you know, something from Jared. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He went to Jared. He went to Jared. He went to convention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, what um, you got for us? All right. So another idea I had is a cheese making class. So I know so many of us, we have all these dairy goats and we have all this milk, but we don't necessarily know how to use it. And so your local culinary schools or local there's always seems to be like cheese classes that you can take all over that that might be something to do to learn how to make some delicious goat cheese or sometimes I even see soap making classes lotion making classes think about a class that will give them a skill that they enjoy plus you'll reap the benefits too because they'll have extra cheese or extra soap that they'll share with you hopefully if they're nice but um (laughs) kind of giving them a new experience in this passion of dairy goats yeah and then they can use that experience and use it on their own milk with their own goats and it's just another lifelong thing that they'll remember another thing that i think would be an amazing gift. And this was your idea, but I'm stealing it. Uh, Hire a photographer for them to take pictures of their goats. And it doesn't even have to be like professional livestock photographer or like, you know, professional pictures of their goats, uh, which I mean, it's fine. Like set up. Most people would love that. And I would love that for sure. But also on top of that, just having pictures of you and your goats with your family and, and just some really nice candidates that you can, hang up on your wall um, and not just use those proofs for your website of your goat setup. Although that's still a very good idea. I think that's a good idea as well. Yeah. And I think you can probably, depending on the photographer and how much effort you put in to finding the photographer for you. But I know a lot of the livestock photographers I've seen who can take beautiful pictures in the ring of those animals. They also are really good at capturing those candids as well because if they're in more of that livestock world, they're in that show mom world and mom and dad are going to buy the picture of their steer looking pretty, but they're also going to get those ring shots of those kids looking super cute too because, Mm -hmm. you know, we need that as well. So I feel like you'll get probably a little bit more bang from your buck if you're And if you're able to find a good livestock photographer who does take other photos as well, but at the same time, you can also find somebody, I'm sure, who would just come and take candids and 
work with your goats as kind of the background for those pictures as well. And all the photographers I've kind of talked to ever always seem to enjoy having the goats as a subject in those photos too. So it might give them a happy challenge. I think it's a great idea. I really do. I think, I mean, talking with Tierney about gifts for her mom and we're like, oh, let's hire a photographer because when was the last time that they had professional pictures taken that wasn't at a wedding, you know? So yeah. I think I think it's a great idea for that goat enthusiast out there. Now, Granny just won $10,000 at bingo. So she she's looking to spend money on her granddaughter who's got a small herd of Nigerians and what better way than to go through this list, Granny? All right. These are splurges for those that want to spend a little bit more than 50 bucks. Starting out, cordless clippers. Game changer. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Worth every penny, but a little pricey. And obviously a bit more of a want than a need when you are um, – clipping a goat but whether it's for showmanship and you realize that this animal has a little bit of hair that you missed right before you go in the ring or if you are at an all like a trailer show and electricity is a little bit of an issue i just think they are great I use my cordless clippers pretty much all year round or whether you're at a buck collection or when you're at a buck collection and you have to clean somebody's bucks um, stomach area because otherwise <laughs> it's just, yeah, just, just slight, slight shots fired. You can bring your clippers down to the buck barn and make him look beautiful, have a beautiful, well-clipped stomach. So, well, you know, it was okay. You did, was, you oh, did, yeah, yeah. you did all right. You did, you did well for what you had. Uh, <laughs> now, the next item, um, I would just advise everybody to listen to uh, two episodes ago, and that is uh, Ultrasound Machine. Um, another Listen, Granny won at bingo. She's got money to spend. So go ahead, listen to that last episode, and find the model that's right for you. Exactly. This next one's on my list. Uh and that's it's not going to happen this year, but I'm going to invest in it. And it's a multi-goat aluminum stand for so I can milk like four or five at a time. Nice. I my stand is a multi-goat and it's not aluminum, but I can milk six at a time. Plus, I added two other stands. So when I need to, I can do a round of eight and it makes life so much easier because they are allowed to eat their food. And by the time you're done milking all of them, they are done eating and then they can go back in their pen. And it saves a lot of time to have a multi-goat stand and is something that pretty much all dairy goat owners can use. Because let's face it, we tend to probably have a few too many goats at all times. So, and we're milking them. So you're going to need a multi-goat milk stand. Mm -hmm. And then you could also say you don't need a multi-goat stand, but you need something for when you're going to all these shows or just at home. Uh, there's the singular uh, multi or this singular <laughs> multi-goat stand. How uh, does that one work? <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting to see the sides fold out. It's like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the single aluminum milk stand, um, which I have the one from, I believe it's premier one. We won it on Facebook through this one group. Um, but it's got a ramp. So it's really nice for like my old girl, especially since it's a really tall stand. Um, but yeah, it works great. It's awesome for shows. You just fold it out. Um, with the, with the ramp, it was a little obnoxious for nationals, but hey, we got to do what we got to do. No, I love an aluminum milk stand for showing, especially the ones that just fold up. They're just so much light, more lightweight than some of the others. And it makes uh, packing up at the end of the day just that much easier because you can just one person can grab it and throw it into the trailer or or the back of your truck. And it's just it's a nice thing to have and really is a game changer for when you're showing, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better than milking a goat while they're standing on the ground and you have to milk them from the ground. It's just so wonderful. I would advise everybody to do it. Uh, I had to do it this year at the Jersey show that we went to. Um, and I think it was because I was just trying to get the girls milked out and I didn't want to grab the stand for my truck that was 200 yards away. Mm-hmm. So I just milked them from the ground and yeah, I almost passed out. <laughs> because <laughs> mainly because I'm large and my gut was cutting off circulation, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I've milked a goat from the ground before and I haven't had that situation. That sounds a little bit more of a you problem than a dairy Try milking goat, a goat with an inner tube around your waist and then get back to me. Okay. <laughs> People are listening to this and going, what is going on? <laughs> That's if they're, they're still listening at this point. Yeah, that's true. You know, they probably aged out or cut back a while ago. Uh, <laughs> so this next item, you and I both have something similar on here. So I'll let you start and then I'll, I'll say my piece. A splurge that could help somebody's breeding program along drastically and make an impact is, so I put a buck for next year. So reservations on a buck, um, again, you know that they have their eye on this animal. Why not get them a buck kid to help impact their herd going forward mm-hmm. and giving them a new junior herd sire for 2023 and beyond? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. So much so that I didn't see it and I put on a paid reservation for a kid from your favorite herd. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh my goodness, I love this herd. I love this herd. But they don't pull the trigger on anything. Well, that's because, I don't know, um, speaking for myself here, but goat people are cheap. Like, we, if we don't have to spend a ton of money, we're not going to. I mean, hay's expensive, feed's expensive. So, But that said, Granny won bingo. So, so she can buy animal, you that kid. <laughs> exactly. Get an animal from that special herd that they've been ripping and roaring about for forever and uh, make them just super happy and, and get their herd headed in the direction they want it to. Win-win. Right. No. And the other thing that kind of on that tangent is some semen from that special buck that maybe they're too cheap to pull the trigger on or they're just like, "Eh, I don't know, but I want it, but I'm not going to get it yet. Maybe that's what you give them. Um, Five straws of this buck or, uh, you know, if it's a more expensive one, a single straw, whatever. It's something that they will use (laughs) and appreciate. I mean, and then you get to say that 
you bought semen for somebody and gave it to them for Christmas. So, you know, that's always a fun one too. Yeah. And they didn't go to jail for it. Exactly. Perfect. It was all legal. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, milk machine. Uh, yes, milk machines are expensive once you get all the attachments and all of the the bells and whistles. Um, but I'll tell you, there's nothing that would be more appreciated to somebody that's milking 20 to 30 goats than a nice milk machine. Um, you know, the first one that comes to mind for me is Caprolite, but there's also a lot of machines out there that um, are wonderful and just as awesome. Uh, so yeah, the Caprolites, they run anywhere from, um, I guess, 15 to 1700. Um, that's before like all the buckets and all that stuff. So I'm sure it's a little bit more expensive. Um, but yeah, that's a machine that a lot of people rave about. Um, but maybe pick their brain first and see what they were looking at. So that way you don't get them something they wouldn't want. No, that's a great tip. And people do have preferences on milk machines and also how many goats they want to milk at one time. And so, yeah, definitely do a little research, maybe a little reconnaissance on what their dream milk machine would be because they will appreciate it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I like that is a splurge and kind of one of those wants versus needs, but I do have one and I do like it with a caveat of I don't think I use it as it's advertised to use, but I have a hoof boss and that is one of those kind of little grinder handheld grinders that you can use on those goat hooves of yours and I think it works really well if you're using it as a polishing tool and not the and so I use my trimmers first and then I polish with the hoof boss but it's really nice when you have older does or bucks that are a little bit more complicated their hooves are just a little bit harder um, to use or if you have mobility issues or strength issues it could be a handy tool to use and help you keep goading. So um, something to consider as well. And I know they've, from when I've gotten my hoof boss, they've upgraded and they have different models and things like that, but something to possibly put on your list. I know that Jamie Butler uses it um, for her business. She's a hoof trimmer um, and she loves it. Um, so definitely, definitely a good thing, a good tool to have in that box. Uh, another good thing that any goat owner, no matter who would want, is a load of hay, alfalfa hay. Uh, or if you don't know what kind of hay they get, maybe get them a gift card to their feed store or um, you know, a check for however much to use on hay for their animals. Um, that's something, especially now with the prices of everything increasing, uh, it would be much it would be just everybody would be happy to get that. Oh, I'll take a whole 18-wheeler truckload of Western alfalfa hay. That could be my Christmas present, and I would be ecstatic about it. <laughs> All right. You hear that, people? To win <laughs> Danielle's heart, just get her an 18-wheeler full of hay. Exactly. It's easy. It really is. <laughs> Iced coffee as well. <laughs> uh, listen, I will if they if they get me an eighteen wheeler truck bed load full of Western alfalfa, I'll get my own coffee. It's fine, but yeah, and if Granny didn't win that much at Bingo, she can at least get a gift card to their favorite 
fast food place or Daniel's favorite a coffee place, and that keeps them going too. Yes, exactly. So now we're going to wrap this up with gifts for the kids. Hey, people have children. I do. And they like stuff, especially ghost stuff. So what do we got, Daniel? Well, I thought a few little things because, again, we all like goat items. And one of those things could be one of those Dan Laney Nepal made stuffed goats if he still has some available. Or maybe you were smart and picked up a few and kept them for Christmas giving um, and you planned it. But a great item for those goat loving kids in your life. I know Alice absolutely loves hers, um, and they, it's also for a good cause, so win-win. Oh, exactly. Um, so the other thing I put on here, yeah, and I haven't yeah. – you, you're like, what? <laughs> so disclaimer, we started building this list, and I'm sure John, if you couldn't tell, John was like, what is wrong with this person? Because she's never <laughs> gone so detailed and hard in – this list of notes before, but like, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And there's stuff on here that didn't make the list that I was sending to him as well. And I'm like, this is, I was made for this podcast episode. But (laughs) so I always love goat themed gifts that maybe don't necessarily, you know, that just kind of encompass the idea, but there's a card game that's called taco cat goat cheese pizza. And I haven't played it, but I watched some videos. <laughs> you haven't really- played it. <laughs> no, but it looks fun. And the premise is um, very similar to that game Slam Witch or Slap Witch. Um, where- no, you're drawing. Have I'm you old. played cards I'm, did before? You, did you just hear me sigh or throw up my hands? Because that's what I did. <laughs> no, I've Do never heard of this. Do you not play card games? Uh, I play Euchre. I don't know what that is. Um, but anyway. so <laughs> you're young. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so basically what it is, is you have to put cards down and they're either a taco, a cat, a goat, cheese, or pizza. And there's an order you have to play it. And if the card that gets played while you're saying a word is the correct card, you have to slap the pile. And the object is to get rid of all your cards first. And so it looks like a fun game. It would be perfect for doing while you're waiting around at shows or hanging out at shows. And there's goats involved. So it's perfect. I I guess. Uh, Now, (laughs) one of Alice's favorite books that you put on here was Three Billy Goats Gruff, um, which I agree is a great little fun book um, for kids. Also, uh, you can get kids farm swag as well. Get them a little shirt with the farm logo on there and maybe uh, a shirt with their goat's name on it and they'd be in love. Uh, oh, exactly. They could also get – yeah, I mean you got to make sure they're they're nice or the Grinch will get their presents. So that's another way to keep them in line. Um, as soon as they start acting up, you can just – You know, and then and then they'll just start acting straight up nice and angel and angelic. Have you seen the videos where the parents put the presents under the tree, and then when the kids 
misbehave, they throw those presents into the fireplace and let them burn. And yeah, they're really yeah. they're cardboard boxes wrapped with paper and there's nothing in them, but they just torture their children to behave. Yeah, the, my um, I feel like my dad did something similar. So it, those videos actually are quite scarring for me uh, and jarring and bring up poor memories. And you're no, doing the kidding. same thing to your daughter with the Santa face. So this I'm trying to get her used to Santa. I am yeah, I feel jolly like and scaring her. <laughs> I it, it's gonna be a miracle if we can get her get a picture of her smiling with Santa. So it'll be Maybe a Christmas. We Photoshop miracle. it. Maybe, you know, I've got this friend that's pretty good at that, I think. So we could probably if you kind of dress up, if you put on like a red Santa suit, but not the face, we might be able to Photoshop a Santa face on. That would work. Maybe and then, hey, if it looks that good, I can convince my work that instead of paying an exorbitant amount of money for this weird Santa, that they could have just dressed. So then me up you and will be the more. weird Santa? Hey, hey, I am holly and jolly and I can do the ho, ho, ho and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll Photoshop you for your kid, but that's where I draw the line. <laughs> really? That's where you draw the line? Yeah. Okay. All right. Noted. Just putting that down right now. <laughs> Well, I think people are tired of hearing us talk about Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all of the great holidays this season. But these are all great gift ideas for those special people in your life. And just you know, show people that you're appreciative. And hey, if you can't drop money on people for the holiday season, you can get them a card and write something heartfelt and something that they'll just appreciate as much. And then you can also drop on their uh, please subscribe and listen to Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast, and they'll love it just as much. It's a gift that keeps on giving every week, folks. <laughs> that was beautifully said. I am just in shock, and so I think that's a beautiful place to end it. Well, we can't end it quite there, Danielle, because people need to know where they can find our social media and presence online. All right. Well... If you want to keep listening to us and listening to all this great content we put out every week, be sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook if you search Ringside and American Dairy Goat Podcast. On Instagram, we are ringside underscore goat underscore podcast. And... As I said at the beginning of this episode, watch at your own risk, but we are on TikTok as well. It's a me. <laughs> and then, of course, we have our website, uh, dairygoatpodcast.com, where you can uh, purchase merch as well, which would we would appreciate and also makes a great gift for those ringside listeners in your life. Yeah. And who doesn't want stuff with goats on it? Hello. Even if you don't like ringside, it's got goats on it. Just get it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I think we've uh, been annoying enough this week, or at least I have been. Uh, so I want to say thank you again to the Grey Goat for sponsoring this episode of Ringside. You can go to www.greygoatbbq.com and put in the code RINGSIDE10 to get 10% off today. Once again, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. And I'm Danielle. 
We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.